revealing the secrets of great public speaking. It's the Speak Fearless Podcast with Mark Westbrook. Hello, hello. Nice to see you. Good to know you. Come in, plunk yourself down, and welcome to the Speak Fearless Podcast. It's episode six. Now, thank you for your patience in waiting for this sixth episode. I've been nothing but sick for the past month or so, and I sounded awful and decided not to make a podcast while I was still bunged up and sneezing and coughing and wheezing. So thank you for waiting. We're back. So what's it all about? How come some people really get terrified of public speaking? I mean, there's no actual threat to life or limb. So how come public speaking makes so many people really anxious? So what's going on? And what can they do about it? About 70% of Americans admit to feeling apprehensive about public speaking. 62% of Americans admitted to moderate to high anxiety when giving presentations. And this reminds us how pervasive the problem is. But also, how normal it is too. Is it possible that if we understood what was happening inside our minds and our bodies, we might be able to lower our anxiety levels and perform better in public speaking? Let's find out. I'm Mike Westbrook from Public Speaking Coach Scotland. I'm a former professional acting coach who's worked with everyone from Hollywood to Bollywood. And these days I help individuals and teams crush their fear, silence their inner critic, and avoid making the same mistakes as 99% of people do when presenting to an audience. I've helped a ton of people overcome their fear and dread of public speaking by understanding how to manage their public speaking anxiety, think differently about public speaking, and begin to enjoy it after just a few sessions. In fact, my latest client has overcome a lifetime of shyness and presentation anxiety in only three sessions. Can you imagine how she feels? So cool. So if like 70% of the population you have some kind of anxiety around public speaking that you'd like to learn to manage, you've come to the right place. In this episode, we're going to explore public speaking anxiety and how to overcome it with mental preparation. We'll do this using exercises from sports and performance psychology, and these are the tools that I use with my clients on the Fearless Speaker program, which promises to rid clients of their public speaking anxiety within just six weeks. Now, we've all been there at some point. A few minutes before a presentation, the adrenaline kicks in. Your nervous system goes crazy, your heart pounds in your chest, your fingers go cold, and your mind starts to imagine the very worst. You try to talk to yourself positively, but a a swarm of butterflies has invaded your stomach. But why? And what, what do we do about it? Most people have probably told you to go away, take some deep breaths, and try to calm down. And they'd be wrong. Public speaking anxiety is a real social phobia with real life implications. Those people experience 10% less lifetime income. That's an average of about £55,000. And 15% less career progression higher if you're interested in management due to the perceived relationship between public speaking and leadership. And there is a strong perception of the relationship between leadership and public speaking. The physical sensations of presentation anxiety or a fear of public speaking are deeply unpleasant. And often we think, oh, if only I could find a way to have confidence and calm down. And often we feel guilty and bad. Well, it isn't your fault. It's the way you're designed. 
Our anxiety is multidimensional, and just trying to breathe and enunciate clearly is not going to do it. If we want to be successful, we're going to need to reduce the cognitive anxiety to the least we can. And the key is mindset and mental preparation. Public speaking is the number one fear, with death and dentistry after that. Meaning, some people would rather be murdered by a dentist than deliver a presentation. But the thing is, unlike the fear of death and dentistry, you can overcome public speaking anxiety. Let's look at a technique for how to achieve that. And this one is as easy as pie. So, researcher Alison Woodbrooks discovered that if you took a bunch of people and you said you'd pay them for their ability to sing karaoke songs and you would score them on things like note accuracy, she found she could influence the outcome. She split the group into three smaller groups, and she asked each group, how are you feeling? And she told each group how to respond. One group had to say, I'm excited. The next group had to say, I'm anxious. And the third group had to remain silent. Well, can you guess what happened? The group that said, I'm excited, did best about 30% better than the group that said, I'm anxious. And I know what you're thinking, because I was thinking it too. Are you kidding me right now? Do you expect me to believe that simply saying, I'm anxious or I'm excited, changes the outcome? Stay with me, folks. You can influence the way you feel by how you think. That's surely not news to you. As you've seen in that now-famous Simon Sinek video, The symptoms of anxiety can look very similar to the symptoms of excitement. They are both a form of psychophysiological activation. When you choose to interpret them one way or another, you get different outcomes. So the first point here is that through our thinking, we can get ourselves out of a threat mindset and into an opportunity mindset. In Assistant Professor Brooks' research, people who said they were excited sang better. In fact, they scored higher on maths tests too. And they were more confident in, well, public speaking, of course. So it doesn't need to be super complex. A nice, simple win. Tell yourself you're excited and choose to think like that rather than letting your emotional soup boil over with negativity. One of the biggest obstacles to public speaking success is your inner critic. You know that. That largely unhelpful, judgmental voice in your head that has robbed you of a ton of opportunities. We all have it. And you know that same voice full of brutal criticism, feeding yourself doubt, talking you out of achieving your dreams by maximizing your fears. In psychology, they call it negative self-talk. And it's a powerful form of self-interference. Interference acts like a fog between you and your ability, obscuring your opportunity to shine. Tim Galway, in his book, The Inner Game of Tennis, called this voice Self One. I call it the inner critic. Before, during, and after your speech or presentation, it never stops talking. During your preparation, it fills you with self-doubt. Walking up to speak, it questions your competence, and during the speech, it makes you second-guess yourself instead of trusting your preparation. And afterwards, it brutally chimes in with, well, that was a load of shit, wasn't it? Most people already know exactly what I'm talking about. But I'd like to give you an example. So I was once giving a mental game workshop at a big expo in London. Before the workshop, I asked a staff member if she could help me 
to gauge the distance that someone would have to throw a screwed up ball of paper into a metal waste bin. I handed her the paper and started to walk away. Before she'd even taken a shot, she said, I don't know if I can help you though. I'm rubbish at throwing. I'll probably miss. I didn't need her help anymore. The Borg wasn't going in the bin now anyway. So in the workshop, I put 500 pounds of cash into the bin. My cash. And then I invited 10 different people to throw screwed up balls of paper into the bin. Well, they all looked fairly excited at the prospect of gaining 500 in cash just by throwing a piece of paper in a bin. And I invited the 10 people up in front of the audience. Oh yes, now they had an audience. I then spent five minutes raising the volume of their inner critic. I made them visualise what the £500 would mean. I asked them to imagine missing the shot. I got the audience of a hundred other people to drum on their knees, and we repeated that several times to add pressure. I fed their inner critic by asking them questions that made them doubt themselves. And the result? No one won the money. No one got even close. Well, actually, someone did hit the side of the bin. The crowd insisted that since she hit the side of the bin, which is roughly equivalent to hitting the side netting and pretending that's a goal, that somehow she gets another chance. So I let her have another shot, because I was pretty sure I could make her inner critic even louder by now. I asked her to imagine what she would spend the money on. And I asked if she was a good shot. And she said no. And I asked how she managed to hit the side of the bin and she confessed she didn't know it was a fluke. I made the audience drum their knees and shout even louder. And this time, on throwing the paper ball, her hand opened slightly too early and the ball dropped out of the back of her hand and fell on her shoe. I'm rubbish at throwing, she said. You see, when you have something to lose, like, 500 pounds of cash, or presenting in a room full of potential clients, the voice of your inner critic is going to be almost deafening. Whatever story your internal narrator tells is going to affect your external performance, so quietening down your little friend is a priority. I don't want that voice to be the only thing that's holding you back from success, and I guess you don't either. The inner critic has the power to induce tremendous anxiety. Anxiety will make you run away from danger. And to make you run away, your inner critic, that little voice in your head, will fill that head with all sorts of what-ifs and other disastrous failure scenarios because it has just one aim. To induce in you a feeling that you should be as far away as possible from the perceived threat. Because public speaking is a perceived threat. It isn't a threat. But since we don't have to run away from bears and hunt for our own food, the amygdala searches for the next potential threat. And guess what? Public speaking, presenting and the like, it perceives that and the potential for public humiliation as the next best or worst thing. Now, one of the most powerful tools that you can use to overcome your inner critic's inflated sense of danger especially when it comes to public speaking, is having an if-slash-then plan. The if-then plan reduces the inner critic's ability to induce anxiety by removing uncertainty. You see, a lot of our fear is about the unknown levels of humiliation that we might experience if it all goes wrong. 
Your inner critic loves uncertainty because it fuels fear. And when we remove uncertainty, we remove that fuel. And the best part is that when we employ an if-then plan, we can use the inner critic's innate ability to conjure fictional disasters against it. So what's an if-then plan? Quite simply, you take a piece of paper, and on the left side, you write down all the things that could go wrong with your presentation. Really let your inner critic go to town. Let it rip. Make a nice big list of all the things that could go wrong, like I forget what to say, someone interrupts me, the slides don't work, I start to panic. And then the right-hand side of the paper, make a plan for what you'll do if that happens. If I forget what I'm going to say, I'm going to do this. If someone interrupts, I'll do that. If the slides don't work, I'm planning to do this. Quite quickly, the uncertainty starts to disappear. It's a rather simple and basic tool, but it robs the inner critic of all of that uncertainty. Because you've planned to respond to all the potential disasters that could befall you And so you're no longer worrying about them in the same way. When you don't experience uncertainty around public speaking, you don't experience fear. It simply goes away. Your inner critic will try to come up with all the same old threats and dangers. But you will head them off by planning for them. Subscribe to the Speak Fearless podcast now and never miss an episode. I've got a third quick and dirty tip to help you overcome your fear of public speaking. Do not allow yourself to dwell on the presentation. One of my clients recently reported that she didn't have time to think about the presentation because she was so busy that day. And guess what? She didn't have time to dwell and ruminate and build up fears. Stay busy. In fact, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk, the social media marketing expert, recently said, eight minutes before I take the stage, I'm doing my everyday stuff. I'm checking email. I'm joking with a friend. You never know I was about to give a talk. I find that continuing my normal routine activities helps me stay calm. So get on with your day. It's okay to have a preparation routine, but it really doesn't have to be heavy breathing, deeply focused, getting in the zone kind of stuff. Nothing wrong with that either. But if you don't want it, that's completely fine. Some people really need a proper warm-up routine. And some people just need to be chilled. It's fine to be TikToking two minutes before you start speaking if it helps you stay in the best zone of activation for you. Merry Christmas, Anna. Thanks for the song. So listen up. If you want to overcome your public speaking fear, step one. Tell yourself that you are excited. Help your mind perceive events in a positive way that you want to see them. Step two, make an if-then plan. Get rid of the uncertainty that your inner critic feeds on and, 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 and engenders fear. Step three, stay chilled. Don't make an elaborate warm-up routine if just getting on with your day works just as well. Of course, it's possible to work with a coach. It's probably the easiest way to overcome your fear of public speaking. My Fearless Speaker program takes people from nervous wreck to confident speaker in just six sessions. I know that I can help you completely eliminate 
presentation anxiety from your life. But my programs include a guarantee that I will continue to work with you until you see massive change in your public speaking. That's right. It's win or win. So until next time, balance in all things. Take care. You've been listening to the Speak Fearless podcast. Head on over to speakfearless.co.uk now for more tips, training, and advice on public speaking and business presentations.